You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Hello, Sitok. That was very enthusiastic. Well, you've got to start off at the top how you mean to carry on. Right? Yeah, sustainability on that level of enthusiasm could be difficult for you. But I appreciate your attempt. <laughs> All right, so uh, also hello to the audience out there. Hello. Are you not going to say hello to them? I mean, I never do, but hello, everybody. <laughs> listen, listen to that. I'm just balancing your over enthusiasm, which wasn't there like five seconds before you started to record. So I'm just bringing you back down to earth. All right. So what's your before the after the show mumbo jumbo? Freaking hot! It's hot in here. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> Don't say the next thing because that's my next option is to take off my well, shirt. It, it's not a video podcast, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right? I should just take off my shirt. <laughs> It's very warm in our part of the world today, and it's very warm upstairs in our house. And in this room with two computers, one giant monitor over there, three giant monitors over here, it's hot. That's what I've been talking about. Um, but that's it. Really. On the flip side of that, oh, we also complained about this movie. <laughs> well, on the flip side of that, in our home theater downstairs, how cool was it down there? It was perfect because we have this, uh, well, a basement and then a ground floor level and for some reason this house it it's just the opposite it's like iceland downstairs and well that's normal because you're surrounded by dirt down there basically it's nice and insulated on a hot summer's day down there watching a movie is the best thing ever Agree? yeah it's great <laughs> and that's not today i mean today yes that was great yes and it was perfect and then we, we came upstairs to... and went, Ooh. i was like oh ugh, i'm sweaty and then you made me a hot cup of tea because you're british and so there we have that <laughs> yeah we're just accustomed to tea no matter what the weather <laughs> all right so uh this is saturday may the 25th this is after the show we're a movie review podcast this week we're looking at, well, it's num- 635 is the number of this podcast. That's a lot of podcasts, Sid Doc. It is. We're really good, aren't we? Excuse me why I yawn. So if not- you had to listen to all 635, <laughs> there'd be a lot of yawning. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I have listened to them. Oh, no, I have not listened to them. I've done. I've been there when, when they were born. Have you ever listened to one? I have not. I have. I know, you know. I sometimes listen to it because it's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny sometimes i'll listen to one and can't remember the things that i said if you know what i'm saying you probably can't oh no if i, I say to you what did you think of don't know such a film you have like, no idea <laughs> <laughs> exactly no uh, idea all right so the movie we're looking at this week is the invisible man it's a 2020 movie it's actually the fir- the last movie in theaters before the pandemic occurred um so pandemic there's a pandemic Yes, there is. The funny is, that doesn't become part of our conversation anymore when we sit down in here. No. Because we're used to it now. Yeah, so um, this one now is on 4K. From this Tuesday, it's on 4K, Blu-ray, 
it's already on digital code copy go to your wherever you rent movies from and you can find it it's rated r it's from our friends at universal who sent us a copy of the 4k release for review sid talk you give me the synopsis of the invisible man and then after that i'll give you the one off the box uh woman being stalked by a terrible man and how the use of the invisible man tool comes in very handy to make this story all right I'll go not, with the- now before you go on just so people know i did like it but there's not going to be lots of positivity but i did like it i enjoyed it all right here we go again the smallest writing ever um black with white right black background white writing but pretty hard to see so here we go you ready mm-hmm. you know what i'm gonna do I'm going to use the power of the cell phone and the little flashlight. That's what I do. Oh, my God. I do that all the time now. All right. Trapped in a violent, controlling relationship with a wealthy scientist, Cecilia, Elizabeth Moss, escapes in the dead of night and disappears into hiding. But when her abusive ex suddenly dies, Cecilia suspects his death was a hoax, as a series of eerie coincidences turn lethal, threatening the lives of those she loves, Cecilia's sanity begins to unravel while she desperately tries to prove she is being hunted by someone nobody can see. Like I said. Rolling Stone call it a cutting contemporary work of socially conscious horror. Hmm. Like I said. It's about a woman getting away from a stalker and they just layer over the top of it the idea of him being an invisible man, which in real life, that's how you would feel is that this invisible creep is haunting you. True. All right, so, The Invisible Man, based on the, well, it's using the universal Invisible Man. How many Invisible Man movies has there been, do you know? I really don't. There's Hollow Man, mm. which counts as That invisible was pretty man. much an Invisible Man movie, wasn't it? Mm, I mean, that's what it was, yeah. And obviously the original. There was a couple of old black and white yeah. ones, actually. And, re- and, like, you know, Invisible Man meets... Werewolf. Uh, um... And actually, Laurel and Hardy, I think, at some point, Laurel and Hardy meet up with all the universal right. creatures. So this is, I mean, it's a universal movie. It's the Invisible Man property, but it's like a new take. Similar to the kind of, I mean, it's like it says on the back of the box, socially relevant. and cause Yeah, it, and that's the part that's unfortunate. Not that you're making a social statement, I get that. But that it overrides the... There is no Invisible Man story here whatsoever. It is just escaping a relentless, pardon the language, mother trucker. <laughs> I mean, there is an Invisible... I mean... It- I know the Invisible Man's there, but there's no Invisible Man story. You have to piece together everything from the invention of the whole deal, why he's even doing it. We have no idea. why. Did he do it just for this? I doubt that. He's got she like a million... She said he was working for a... <laughs> It was v- explained in a line right near the beginning of the movie that he was a scientist working for a, a military something or other. Right, but we d- that doesn't explain anything. So that's what I'm saying. There is no Invisible Man story here. There's no scientist story. There's no development of the Invisible Man, which is fine. If you want to do a little twist on origin stories and you want to subtract it, that's cool. But the thing is, if you saw this movie in layers, like... Torment, terrible relationship with an abusive man, layered with obsessive compulsive stalker man, layered with science fiction universal horror story. 
i.e. Invisible Man, and you peel off the Invisible Man part, it's almost like it doesn't matter if it was in there. You could have made this movie anything and now, used the story. I mean, I said it's like Sleeping with the Enemy with Julia Roberts. It's the same movie, but with an Invisible Man. Aiden from um, EastEnders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let me um, ask you a question. Okay. The question is, Universal, you know, they've been having a stab at bringing these monsters back to life uh, in new new movies. And a few years ago, we had The Mummy starring Tom Cruise. And now we have The Invisible Man. Which style do you prefer of the two movies? These are in the same group? They're kind of, yes. Well, they're, they're re... Yeah, but they're not they're the same. It's not like part of a universe. No, I'm not saying it's a universe. But it was going to be until that the mummy did really badly and then they decided let's not do that but it was going to be this was going to be the next movie in that series um so do you like that big giant blockbuster tom cruise thing or do you like this small horror i don't know if that's a fair question because i don't think this did that story well at all i've just said for the last five minutes it's not even about the invisible man it has nothing to do with me being intrigued by a person who for some reason stumbles across or creates the technology to do this thing and what they want to do with it and how they're either turned to the dark side or the light side. That whole story, right? That's what you're talking about here with every superhero, basically. You get a superpower, do you become a villain or a good guy? And you could tell that story in interesting ways. We have none of that here. So this isn't about the Invisible Man at all, to me. And not at all. He's just there. He just. I mean, actually... The, act, the actor who plays the Invisible Man in this movie is barely in the movie, right? Correct. Like, he has, only has a few lines, really. He's not really... I mean... Surprise. He might not be in the suit, right? <laughs> that the, that's probably shit. just a stuntman. <laughs> uh, no, it showed him in the extras wearing the suit, the right. green suit. So, so yeah, I, I, I think you're right about it not really being... It's not your traditional... So to answer your question, neither of these represent a good version of either of those things. The big action one wasn't beautifully done for the Tom Cruise one. And this quiet buildup, like if we're talking about something like Unbreakable, right? Yeah. That is a beautifully told quiet origin story of a superhero. That right there is how, I mean, you know, you've got the twisty thing, but I'm just saying the slow, quiet, when it's all about that. It's 100% about that guy figuring that shit out, right? Mm -hmm. That is a well-done version of what this could have been. One thing I really appreciated about this version, this movie was it's not it's like a 2 hours and 10 minutes I think, but they take their time at the beginning. True, I do like the pace and the yeah. style. I enjoy the movie, so like I warned you. Yeah, they take they, there's like a nice it. pace to the beginning of it where I was like, "Oh, I was like uh, you know, sometimes you're in like movie mode. Like I've seen so many movies, I kind of know what's happening here. Yeah. So when it starts in this really ultra posh, like you know, very it's his their house what they live in. It starts there. I really like that opening scene, by the way, where she didn't say a word, but it told everything. Like you knew why she was leaving. You knew what was going on. You didn't need a, a voiceover. I wasn't convinced she was going to be successful. <laughs> I wasn't either. But you know what I mean? They played yeah. that whole scene out without dialogue. And uh, as it was happening, you, you're just getting everything. You know what's going on. And I thought, I've seen enough movies. This is a really awesome house, obviously, like Parasite. And um, 
this movie's going to take place in this house. She's not going to succeed in getting out of it. And it, the whole movie's probably in this house. And then it's not. And I'm like, oh, this is a good, I like the pace. And then she, you know, it kind of levels out for a bit, doesn't it? It's kind of exciting at the beginning. And then she's kind of recovering a bit. Yep. I like, I do and it like slowly the introduces the Invisible Man part. Right. And if you'd told this story as just a woman escaping from a very rich person with huge amount of resources to do something weird that wasn't the Invisible Man, I might have liked it more. But the Invisible Man element is just like a little cloud hanging over. Like, how, hey, I'm How waiting. about the new... Um, here we go. Are you ready for this? My mm-hmm. pitch. It's a Marvel. Okay. The new movie... Just forget the um, spoilers, Tony Stark's dead. Just forget that part. <laughs> the new movie is uh, Tony Stark, he's in his big mansion, you know. Okay, I'm and with you so far. Pepper Potts has got a bruised eye. That's the first scene we see. And then she has to get out of the mansion and she steals one of his suits. And then it's about getting away from, you know, um, wife beater Tony Stark. No! <laughs> What is wrong with you? You don't take a beloved character and, I don't know, Tony Stark's beloved. But no. uh, it's the twist. It's like, you love him, but now you don't. He's a baddie all That's of a not a good twist. Oh, come on. You can have that for free, Marvel. That's a horrible. Oh, we want no. an anonymous or already villainous jerkman to be the guy who is abusive. All right. I can hear the ice cream. Oh, uh, yeah, the ice cream man's outside, which sounds perfect right now. <laughs> if you can hear a cool, like, little I jingle. I would love some ice cream right now. You probably can't hear it in the microphones, but the ice cream man is in the street. So, um... Do you think he's being chased down by a group of socially hungry people? <laughs> socially hungry. Yeah. Oh, you, you mean know. social isolate? Isolate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, God, ice cream. And they're all chasing like zombies, like, come but, back, come back, we want to talk to you. They're like squirrels <laughs> running after the nut. Eh. Yeah, probably. That's funny. All right, so um, so when you say, I'll ask you this question. Okay, I'm not great at these questions. So you're not. You're like a politician. Keeping... Sometimes you don't answer them at all. You just tell me all the other things. Okay, let's let me right. try again. I'll point this one a bit more. Okay. When you say you don't, you have a lot to say about this movie, like bad, but you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Because during the movie. This is how it works with any movie that's not great, and I can find all the flaws. If during the movie I am interested in the person, what happens to the person, you know, their hero or the villain, either one. So I'm interested in this one, because I like her anyway. I like Elizabeth Moss, right? And she does a great job. So I'm interested in her, the slow pace of it. I'm really into that, because I like taking time, even though we're not telling a super interesting story overall. So I'm enjoying the peripheral people. I like the cop guy and his daughter and the scenes all look really good. The camera work is pretty straightforward, but I like the way it looks. So I'm involved in the whole of it while my critical brain is also going, oh, really? (laughs) But it's only like 2% over here on the side because the rest of my brain is occupied with like, come on, it's, we're just going to have a good time here with this movie. That's how I can do it and still be able to critically say, if someone were to point out how much they hate this movie because of X, Y, and Z, I'd be like, yep, I totally get it. But I happen to enjoy it overall. We already pointed out the some of the If we were to goofs. talk about that, we'd put, let's, let's say there'll be some spoilers from this point onwards for mm-hmm. this movie. 
don't think we'll spoil like the whole story, but we'll spoil some of the me and we'll you do the one with the why the motivation for the thing, but the other two, like yeah. one of them is one of her things is now she won't go outside because she's afraid. There are and, plot holes, let's say. And her friend, it's not real. This one isn't a plot hole. This is just a goof. The friend says, if you look out there, you can see our, like, he doesn't say these words, but he's pointing out that at the mailbox, the red flag is up, which is implied that that means the mail has arrived. And if you could just walk out to the mailbox and get it, that would be progress. So she tries and she fails. We all know that when the red flag is up on your mailbox, <laughs> that doesn't mean the mail has arrived. I don't know what planet they're living on, the people who wrote this Maybe movie. it does in a different state? It doesn't. It, no, it doesn't anywhere. <laughs> no, 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 no. The flag up tells the postman, because like, the reason for that is, if the postman has no mail for you, they'll just drive past your mailbox. But let's say you want to mail out a check or a letter to someone, you have to put the flag up so they know to stop and look in your box. It also tells them, if there's something in the box when I open it, that's outgoing mail. Because you might have left your mail in there from the day before, right? So when he opens the box, he might be like, he or she might be like, hmm, does this go out or is it staying here? But if the flag isn't up, I'm giving everyone a mail lesson here. So to me, I don't even understand. It's made by all Americans, from what I can tell. So that was a weird one. And I got over it pretty quick. But then you got fixated on another thing. Well, let's just see an injury happens. And no blood happens for yeah, the next, a, like, 20 minutes. There's, there's an, a, a pretty severe injury that amounts to actually not even any not even any wincing or pain or anything. Like, yeah, that's like never that happened. one. That one was pretty weird. And that, that kind of... I, I said to you, there was 10 minutes of the movie when there was a big action scene happening, because you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. um, that I was just fixated on why the injury is not an injury anymore. I was like... And you're like, am I, you're looking for the blood and you're looking for like, what the heck? And then it here? never, there's never any, there's another thing, isn't there? There was another thing where I said to you, I was just thinking about it over and over. Like what's happened? Oh, it was kind of a piece of the plot. Yeah. About, I won't go into that, but uh, what happened. Why something or, yeah, how something. something happens. Yeah. And I was like, it's not I a well don't even understand yeah. what that is. It's not a well-crafted story when you come to the twisty turns. If you try and look at it closely, it, as it's unfolding fast and, you know, exciting, maybe you will miss the things like that. But if you think about it afterwards, you'll go, hold on. What was that? Yeah. And that kind of is an issue. Also, the suit. Well, the Invisible Man in this movie. He's made a suit. It's not like, yeah, like the guy said, it's not like he drinks a potion and he can be invisible. It's a, you know, it's a more grounded thing. It's like a wetsuit that can optics. She just kept saying he's he's an optics guy. I know. <laughs> Pretty sure. If you ever had to explain why he's invisible, that's because he's good at optics. He's good in optics, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so looking at it that way, you know, from what I could tell, it's a suit with thousands of cameras embedded into the suit. And also projectors, because you could see the little light coming out, that Mm. projects what the camera sees, and then you become invisible. That's how it kind of works. Now, the suit, when you see it, 
like you said, you didn't like this. I don't even know if it was CGI. You said you didn't like the CGI, but oh, there was two scenes where he did wasn't even there, and it looked really super crappy. Oh, like yeah, he did kind of look ru- like Rubber Spider-Man. Yes, Rubber Spider-Man is how we like to refer the early Spider-Man when he's flying through the air. It's really really shitty. It's rubber dolly, like you've taken one of those rubber action figures that you stretch and bend, but they don't quite stay stretched and bend. They don't actually articulate. That's what it looks like. And this was he was even too short. He was like a foot too short. I was like, what the hell. But, I mean, they had some really cool ideas. I li- I really enjoy. I liked. There's a really like tense scene where she goes up in the attic, and I didn't like that one because I was already over the tension by then. Right. Well, it's pretty. Te- you know, it's a te- one of those horror scenes that you've seen. Go up in the attic with yep. a torch. Something's going it's on. It's a little much. But the what happens in the hole of the attic there? Yep, that's good. It's really cool, right? I'll I'll say what happens. She throws some paint. On the Invisible Man's suit. Now, then the suit starts to, like, you know, glitch out and bug up. So you can see him sometimes, and then you can't. And then you can see him, then you can't. And then he scurries off down and buggers off. And then I was like, she goes down, and I'm like, why is there not... Like, there's a load of paint, like, tons. She (laughs) threw so much paint. There's not one footprint. Okay, well, it was dribbles. Dribbles, that was it. You're right. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. She just follows a trail of dribbles, but she it would follows, be all smeary. Yeah. He would have fallen down, at least. So, that was it. Remember when that. Bill Murray fell down in Scrooge, that, when he steps on the step and he slips and falls? That's what I imagined. Right. She should have done. Well, I was like, there's not one footprint? What the hell? Like, she just threw a whole, <laughs> she threw a whole thing of paint over his head. So, there are a lot of things like that way where... It was glaring to me, and I kept going, oh, oh, that's not done very well. Oh, now she's got an injury. Oh, there's no injury. What? Like, <laughs> there was that. There was a lot of that. I, yeah. had to, I had to keep throwing it on the back burner, as I call it, and just go, well, it's never going to be. That's explained. what I'm saying. Like, part, a little tiny part of your brain can sit there and be, like, looking at you with their eyes roll, with its eyes rolling at you. Like, why are you still watching this piece of shit? Right? Because your mind, your critical thinking mind, but then your entertainment mind is like, I get it. Leave me alone, critical thinker. <laughs> I'm just having a good time, and I like Elizabeth Moss. I like yeah. Peggy from Mad Men, so and shut up. I also, um, a thing I really liked about this movie, there are at least two or three huge things that happen where I was like, what? You know, like, damn. And then my mind was like whizzing going, oh, if you did have these powers, you could do all kinds of shit to make people look bad. Absolutely. Like, it's really easy to make people look bad if they can't see you. You know, for instance, when he types an email to a sister. Yeah, because all you do is you've typed, you've set, used your email, you've set it down. Yeah. Obviously. Well, also he's a super control freak, so he's going to know her login details. Yeah, he's a genius, I'm, right? What I'm so. saying is how much havoc you could wreak on somebody. Sure. If you're always watching them, but they don't know. Like, I'm not sure I'm loving that you're figuring this out, but. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking, you know, and then a big thing happens in a restaurant and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah like, you could I, really. Even I said like, holy shit. Yeah. You could really mess things up with this power. As It's not really a power, but it's a, like, um, what do you call it? A breakthrough, like a, a science breakthrough, right? That he's using as a it's power. It's a tool. Yeah. So I, th- I, you know, often when I've been. You've asked me before what what would be your favorite superpower, and I've always said invisibility. Always. And you've always said, that sucks. Why do you want that? Yeah, because I think you're copying off of other people. I don't think you're really thinking it it through. I want to, like, you can go anywhere. 
Nobody no, you can't. Know. You can't fly. Well, you have to physically walk yourself into a vehicle and drive a vehicle as an invisible person. So then, like, there's a vehicle driving down the road. Say you want to get on a plane secretly so you can have a free flight to a beach, right? Well, you have to get there. Invisibility does nothing for you. You have to, like, sneak on a bus, sneak into a car. And also you have to piss and shit and eat and sleep. So being invisible doesn't save you. If you fell asleep in somebody's car because they're driving somewhere you want to go, what good is that? Like, I think everyone's skipping over the practicality part. You don't become immortal. What would your superhero power be? Hmm. Flying? No. You can only have one. Reading people's minds. Yeah. <laughs> telepathy? Is that yeah, right? Telep- telepathy. Mental telepathy. Are we going to mix that with the ability to move things with your mind? No, just reading people's minds. Yeah. Well, or being good. able to see the future. But then you say that, and then people add all this science fiction rules, like, oh, you can only see one minute into the future, you can only see two minutes in the future, blah, blah, blah. Okay, it's a superpower. So I'm just going to say, I want to read people's minds, because then, I don't know, I just feel like that's the, that's the good superpower. All right, so... Um, before we get on to the cast, the movie in general, I, I quite enjoyed it, but there is a lot to pick about. Sure. Um, but it is, it's quite well made, aside from like the crappy looking suit sometimes. Um, Elizabeth sure. Moss, well, we, we'll get on to her now. She's the star of the movie. She literally carries the entire movie. Agree. She is, I think she's very good at, there's a lot of reacting to nothing, obviously. It's the invisible man, right? So she has to, have a fight with nothing. She has to... <laughs> well, she fought with a real person. Yeah, but what I mean is she's, there's a lot of reactions to nothing as well. Like um, like she has to, you know... Be afraid. Break down in a room where she knows he's in and stuff. Like acting, a lot of... True. And it never never came across, like, bogusy. Even when she was being bogus, if you're thinking about that. You know what I'm saying? She yep. actually She actually did some, like... <laughs> oh. But, um... She carries the movie. She, if I think they said in the extras that that was the idea, they thought of her first. And he even said, without her, <laughs> we wouldn't really have That's why the producers said that. It's without Elizabeth Moss, we wouldn't have anything, he said. I agree. It's true. And she, if you are a fan of hers and you like her things in the past, I think there's stuff to take from this movie, with her acting especially. And, you know, she. I really like... There's a fight in the movie that takes place in a kitchen. It's really good. It was good. Yeah. I mean, it's a fight against an invisible man, right? So it looks like a woman fighting nothing. But I was into it. I was like, yeah, it looks like she's fighting something. Um, Oliver Jackson Cohen plays Adrian Griffin. This is the invisible man. Do you know him? No. And unfortunately, it doesn't matter who he it is. It really doesn't. And that's the point, isn't it? They didn't, I hate to say that. I mean, he was fine. They didn't cast somebody super famous as anything else. Just Elizabeth Moss, right? All the other people I've never seen before. Is, are you in the same camp? Uh, I feel like I've seen the cop friend, but I don't know where or mm. in what context. I was thinking at first he was Hawkman. No. It's not that guy, is it? No. No. Um... But yeah, the guy who plays the Invisible Man, he's fine. But I'm telling you, he's in, what, a couple of scenes? Well, I mean, he's probably in a lot of scenes. Like, yeah, she might be playing against him when he's off camera. When he but speaks, yeah. is very small. His uh, brother, played by Michael Dorman, just him, like a sleazy. Him I've seen, though. Yeah, kind of like a, he plays his brother as like a kind of, well, he's a 
What'd you call him? He's a lawyer. Yeah, but like, he's kind of a bit sleazy. Well, he's being beaten down by his brother his whole life. He's being con- he's been controlled and abused yeah. and everything by this brother as well, just like she is being. Again, he's just serviceable for me. I wasn't like yeah. blown away or anything. Um, Harriet Dyer plays plays Emily Cass, who you particularly liked. I did. She I really, really liked her. Yep. And we I've never seen her before either. But she's really good. <laughs> yeah, well, I like the, um, you know, the scene where, like, she sent her the email and she went around. Yes. And then she was, like, pissed. Uh, you know, there was definitely a chemistry between them two. I liked two. her. Aldous Hodge plays James Lanier. He's the cop guy. Yeah, I like him. I do, too. Um, he, again, these kind of movies, horror movies like this, they have kind of tropes. And sometimes when a character walks into a scene, you're like, oh, yeah, I get that. I can see what he's, he's going to He's a bit of like. a cardboard cutout, but I like cardboard, him, yeah. so I liked his character. And then his daughter, played by Storm Reed. And she, she was, was good. Yeah. I'll, I'm neutral, but she was good. Yeah. But um, like I say, you'll know Elizabeth Moss, and you might know some of the faces of the other actors, but it's quite clear they've made, they want this to be an Elizabeth Moss movie. Right? Yeah. As you're watching it, you'll figure that out pretty quickly. It's directed by Lee Wannell. Now, this guy directed Insidious Chapter 3. Do you remember Insidious Chapter 3, Sidtop? No. Do you remember Insidious Chapter 1? No. You do, though. Mm, just the uh, tiptoe through the tubes. That might not be it. But I think that is. Mm. Insidious with the boy in the house and the woman oh, on yes, the creaky yes, floor. True, yeah. that is it, yes. Uh, it came out when the first Conjuring movie came out and everybody you was trying... You said that very well. Everybody was trying to be... Yeah. That movie. I'm trying to do the same thing. And then, I, d- I didn't see the third one, to be honest. He also did a movie called Upgrade, which sounds really interesting. Sounds a bit like The Terminator. And guess what movie he's doing next? Escape from New York, the remake. Oh my god. Now can that's we, a hard one to... Um, can we not just make up new stuff? Well, he did. He made a movie called Upgrade, this guy. Which was not based on anything. So, he did do something like that. Oh, I didn't see it, so it didn't count. What do you think of the directing of this movie? That's uh, fine. I mean, it's it Pretty looks good. It yeah. sounds it, it sounds. It looks I fine. have to say, it sounds really good. It has cool. It's I know it's another trope for horror movies where you mix everything at a certain level, and then anything that's going to make you jump is way louder. Yeah, true. Uh, they do that a lot, and you actually, I mean, it was an actual nothing scene. She tripped over a dog bowl, and you yeah, jumped. Yeah, but I jumped, because yeah. I was like, shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Didn't see that coming. You, you know, you wouldn't get that jump if you didn't, if you weren't sitting in, like, surround sound. <laughs> but, yeah, there are a few of those. So, um, let's look at uh, the extras on this. There are a few, actually. So, this is the 4K disc. It includes deleted scenes. A documentary, well, no, they're just featurettes. One on one called Moss Manifested, Director's Journey with Lee Wannell, The Players, Timeless Terror, and there's a feature commentary with the director also, which I'm interested in, to be honest. I want to see what the uh, whole deal was behind this. Uh, IMDb Reviews, after uh, we've done the review of our movie, we go and look at the IMDb Reviews, which... What I tend to do is I find the IMDb reviews that are 1 out of 10 are the funniest IMDb reviews. They don't inte- they're don't they not writing them to be funny, but it 
does display the world's stupidity a lot. <laughs> so The whole of the world is represented on the IMDb. <laughs> yeah, so here are some um, people who didn't like this movie. And we're, you know, we're not, in, we're not in the one out of ten camp. But these people are. This guy says, Hollywood takes us for chumps. I can't begin to convey how bad this movie is. Elizabeth Moss spends the entire movie looking like she has to go to the bathroom. The scenes are too long and the music is way too loud. Bottom line is Hollywood makes another reboot that stinks up the joint. It can't hold a candle to the original. Would yeah, I actually, to be honest, I don't think they're trying to be remakey. They were just trying to hijack the idea to get attention for their movie. This guy says, I haven't really seen an Invisible Man movie that is good, so I had low expectations. <laughs> the one with Chevy Chase was horrible. The one with Kevin Bacon was tolerable, but I wouldn't say either were good. I this don't. one, however, was awful. I don't remember one with Chevy Chase, but... I, I actually do now when I come to think of it. I do remember it. Mm. It was kind of a, a goofy one. What else we got? Uh, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Ever. Ever, ever, I ever. don't understand the good reviews, and I saw the trailer and got excited. I read the reviews, and I got even more excited. I saw the movie, and Jesus, it's not scary, and the story is bad. <laughs> it's a sci-fi movie, not a horror one. That's what Hollow Man slash Invisible Man always is. It's about a guy who has discovered a way to be invisible. That's science fiction. That's not horror. He just is horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. This guy says, The Invisible Plot. <laughs> I wasted my time in quarantine. I should have just not watched it and saved two hours or less. What else do you have to do, you whiny <laughs> jerk? <laughs> um, and finally, slow, dull, and bad acting. If we could find something in the main character to care about, we might be able to overlook how incredibly slow and boring this film is. Save your money. It starts something after one dull hour. I will say this. I did not sympathize with her because I don't sympathize with her like telling her sister, I'm weak and you're strong and I need you to be strong for me right now and all that shit. Like, I wasn't behind her on that. Because right. Because at this point, she's, you know, whatever. So that part I was like, uh, you know, you've stayed with this jerk for too long. That's kind of your your deal. So I kind of lost interest in that part of her, but I liked that she was uh, determined, we'll say. All right, so um, The Invisible Man, we're um, kind of in the middle on it, I think. We... I, I'd say it's a five, straight up. It's a five normal average, like, flick. You, you, get a, you get a five, I'll give it a six. Okay. Because of I really like Elizabeth Moss in it. Mm. And she she's the best thing about it. Really. Truly. And it doesn't elevate the whole of it, though. So uh, thank you to Universal for letting us review this movie. Next week, we are looking at Ben Affleck's new movie, The Way Back. Um, I'm interested because it's a story of a man's struggle with alcoholism, whereas Ben Affleck was also struggling with it when he made the movie. Mm, was which, he? Which is interesting, right? So, okay. Um, so yeah, we'll I mean, I don't know. A lot of people who aren't famous also have alcoholism. I, so I also will add that I think me and you, I'll speak for you. Okay. We're both um, Ben Affleck fans. It's true. We have been for a long time. And the scene in the new um, Jay and Silent Bob movie 
with Ben Affleck <laughs> actually nearly got me in tears. What about you? <laughs> well, sure. It was for lots of reasons. Yeah, I mean, it's you feel like a whole, like a, like you spent a lifetime with that character or something, <laughs> and all of a sudden you're learning a lot. Of, oh, you're like, oh, oh, really? Yeah, very good. So we'll be watching you next week, Ben, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm sure he is. <laughs> so movie recommendations. I was, you know, what thinking of the Invisible Man and going, oh, should, I could recommend the original Invisible Man, which is kind of fun. But no, I'll recommend the TV show Mad Men with Elizabeth <laughs> Moss. We, I watched, me, I think you did too, every mm-hmm. single episode of that show. It is awesome. What do you think? I don't think I watched the first year. No, I think I, I started it and then you joined me Yeah, later. same with Breaking Bad. Yeah. Why, why does that happen? What? Because oh, you I'm, see me watching it and then you're like, oh, this looks Also, good. we spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. You jump on the bandwagon for every freaking thing that comes around that people get interested in. I don't. Then we're mm-hmm. going to sit down and watch TV together of an evening. There's only so much time in the world. And then I'm like, well, sure, I'll watch an episode. And then I get interested. But I don't do it because people like it. I would rather avoid it if I had the choice. But then... And luckily, I have really good taste. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well... Come on, you can't doubt my taste in television. You have pretty good taste. Thank you. I love pretty you Pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, oh is yeah, that how you would do <laughs> I do have pretty good taste. Pretty good. That's another one. <laughs> All right, and my second one is, we talked about it a little bit this week between me and you, uh, the, An American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. And I was, that is tied into this because it's another one of the Universal Monsters. But that version of uh, the werewolf story is my favorite of all time. Sure, 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 sure. You know, I love the scene. You you know what I'm talking about? Yep. What? Mummy. Yes. <laughs> I know Mommy. you. A naked American man stole my balloons. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome movie. Do you think you haven't told me that in the last 20 years? It's, it's one of my favorite scenes of all time in the movie. I know. It's so funny. Because American Werewolf is like horrific, but very funny at the same time, right? It's It's kind of silly. Absolutely silly, but it's yeah. it was unlike anything we had seen. Yeah, exactly. It's it's almost got a Monty Python kind of sense of humor to it. There's just some really odd shit in it where you're like, what? And the other thing that rings about American Werewolf in London to me, and every single time I watch it, is how short it is. It, it, yeah, like, it just ends like, what? <laughs> what? They've gone to the alley. And you're like, huh? So if you've never seen it, when they're headed to the alley. Yeah. Be and prepared. Then, you're about ready. Because I'm time to kind of ready for another hour's worth of stuff. And yeah, totally. Like, oh, it's over. But you also like the second one too. The so. second one, American Wealth in Paris, um, which I don't think tons of people saw it. It was like a one of those cash-in things where they, oh, there's a movie that was popular. Let's make another. But it's actually pretty good if you watch it. It's um, got the same spirit to it, and it's kind of funny. I don't think. You've seen it, or did you? I might have seen it at some point, but I probably didn't like it as much as you did. Um, and a Scully stuff this week. Um, HBO announced, and Warner Brothers this week, that they're allowing Zack Snyder, who's one of my favorite directors of movies, right? Yeah. He made 300, and he made Watchmen, and he made Sucker Punch, which is one of my favorite movies. And he made Man of Steel, and the Justice League, kind of. There's so many nerdy people right now who are like cringing at all these words you're saying. All these people who hate Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. They're like, we trusted you before we found out you liked all that crap. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm one of the few people who like Sucker Punch. I really like it. I own 
I own three different versions of it. I have a book and a poster. You do? <laughs> so, um, Zack Snyder... Should I be worried? This seems like an obsession, and that you put it that way. Yeah. So during the... When he made the Justice League, and as we all... We all saw the Justice League, and we even reviewed it here on the show, and I, I enjoyed it, but it's clear when you watch it that it's kind of one of those movies that... What happened is Zack Snyder had a horrible thing happen in his family. And in the middle of the movie, he left Warner Brothers and the movie itself to go and, you know, look. Sure. He took two years off, I think. So he he left and the movie got finished by another guy. And the movie became, when you watch it, it almost feels like you can... you feel like the first half, well, the first third of it is Zack Snyder because it's got all those fancy cuts and stuff that he does. And then it just, it kind of gets silly towards the end. It, it, it's it got a different vibe completely and it's the vibe of the other guy they brought on. Anyways, over the years, Zack Snyder has said there's an actual cut of the movie that we'll probably never see the light of day that is my version of the movie, which is a lot different to what the studio put out. Now, I'm, you know, He's inferring his is better, but he's never said that. You know what I'm saying? It might mm-hmm. be worse. We've not seen it. But um, this week, Warner Brothers and Zack Snyder and Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot, they all came together and they're making this, the Justice League, the Snyder Cut, is that's what it's actually going to be called. And it, they're going back and filming new scenes and... You know, it's not going to be the same movie. It's going to be his original vision for it, which I love those movies. You know, did you like the Justice League? Um, I'm neutral. It's fun stuff. I mean, I like all the DC movies quite a lot. You know, they vary in quality and that wasn't one of the best ones. But I love Zack Snyder and Man of Steel is my favorite out of all of them. So I'm interested to see what they do. Anyway, it's coming out in 2021 and it's going to be on HBO Max, whatever that is. It's some kind of TV channel. We've heard of HBO, but I don't know what Max is, do you? No. It's probably, like you said, I said to you it's on HBO Max and you said it's probably like HBO Max, like HBO, but bigger. Is Mm. that right? No, just like more access. More expensive. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny, you didn't ask me what I think about this whole thing. I couldn't give a shit about remaking a movie that already exists or redoing any of it. I say, cut your losses and make something new. Nobody gives a shit. And to hijack the news and all of the entertainment, people are like, ooh, talking about it, just like you did for about the last seven or eight minutes. Let's move on. That's my philosophy. Well, I know Zach will also move on, but I am I love that he can go back. I mean, he didn't have any control about what happened at the time. so Right, but he could also now just move, leave it, and move on. Instead of spending $20 million on something that already exists. I think it's going to be $40 million. I don't, uh, you're not helping. <laughs> I just think it's ridiculous and I'm not excited. I think, ugh, who cares? My favorite thing about this whole thing also is Henry Cavill had basically, st- he wasn't going to be Superman anymore. But this whole thing, because he, he really likes Zack Snyder, has made him come back to do it. He's I feel got, like there's a lot of other things in the world that are more important than well, these people getting resolution Henry on Cavill's a Superman movie. not coming back just to do this. He's actually going to be Superman for the foreseeable future. So that was what's exciting for me. Because mm. um, I thought he was just going to be the Witcher. But now he's got two things to do. 
Um, other things I've been looking at this week is the Mafia Trilogy came out, which is a remaster of all three Mafia games. More remaking. So you get one, two, and three uh, all on the same disc. I think it's twenty nine ninety nine. Now, here's the cool part. If you already own the Mafia games on any platform, uh, you don't need to buy this Mafia Trilogy. It upgrades your games to the new versions automatically for free. I've never heard of that done before. They usually want you just to buy it again, right? Um, True. It's never as far I I turned on my Steam um, on Tuesday when I saw that the Mafia trilogy had been released. I was like, oh, I wonder what it is. Like I had a look, and then I looked in my downloads queue, and it was downloading. I was like, what? Well, because I already own the games, it just upgraded me to the new versions. I think that's a fantastic thing. Like because it it can't be. It's not just a trivial thing to remake a game, is it? Like to Make it better, look better, new voice recordings, all that sort of stuff. I don't, I mean, they're going to get money for it because new people who've never played the Mafia games will buy that disc. But for all the people who already owned it, getting it for free, I'm really into that. So please, game companies, listen (laughs) and do that. Give us free games. Well, we're not free. We already paid for it in the first place. And the other thing I've been doing this week is I have decided to, um, one of my favorite TV shows, The X-Files, I've decided to do a rewatch of it from the beginning, which is not an easy feat because there's over 200 episodes. <laughs> I've decided to go for one a day if I can you know. Yeah, one a day at least. Tell them how The X-Files is important to us as a couple. Because when we first started talking to each other across the internet. Back in 1998. Yeah. Um, one of the first things that came up was because it, it just come out, right? The X-Files. I was obsessed with it at the uh, time. What time? Did you, I thought it started in 96. Well, it just came out in England, I think, in okay. 98. I don't think we got it straight away. Um, but it was one of the first things we talked about. My, It's no... Well, everybody should know this story, but this our site is called ascully.com, <laughs> and that is because I was a fan of Agent Scully when I made my username online, and I couldn't get Agent Scully, so I went ascully, and it stuck. People are going, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are like, what? <laughs> Didn't even know how to say A-S-C-U-L-L-Y. No. Ascoli? Ascoli. Yeah. You say all times to do it. Because when I, the way we found each other was on a thing called ICQ. Now, I was looking for people to talk to about movies and the X-Files. So I did a search. And back then, you could just do a search for like movies, X-Files, whatever. And then a list of people who have put those words in their little profiles or whatever pop up and you were literally like the first person and what did you say about yourself do you even remember um i'm tall in your little and handsome <laughs> yes something like that and a brit a tall handsome brit who likes to laugh and yes. i was like oh british oh x-files okay sent you a message that was a long time ago and then we that was ta- 21 years ago <laughs> then we talked about the yeah so x-files means a lot to me yeah, then it would be like on Sundays, because that's when it was on for me. I'd be like, I can't talk to you right now on the internet. I've got to go. I've got to go. I've got to go watch it and then tell you about it. And Yeah. I don't know if you watched it as crazily as I did. I Well, I only had the option to watch it when it was on. It wasn't in reruns yet. Right. Or cut, you Well, know. it was the same for me. When it was on on a Sunday night, I would yeah. watch it. I think it was on the BBC. Oh, how sweet. Do you think they know? Chris Carter, you made us a marriage. Yeah, and you made an ace. Our website is a uh, you know named after. Oh, it. now copyright is that a problem? <laughs> now that we put that out there. Anyway, I'm up to episode four because it's been four days since I started watching it. 
And uh, what I have gathered from rewatching and not remembering a lot of it is how amazing this first season is. It really is. It's like hit after hit. It's like every episode. So, well, I've only seen four, but all four are like stunning standout ones. The Don't ones where you're like, I remember the guy who squeezes through the pipe. I remember yeah, the guy. The tombs. woman who's missing, the girl who goes missing and the boy who writes the numbers on the paper and all that stuff. The relationship between Mulder and Scully is, is it's slowly, you know, he's kind of cheeky, isn't he? And she sometimes is rolling her eyes at him. Sometimes he's, she's like, hey, you might be onto something. I don't know. Like, the we, relationship starts to form, doesn't it? But, we forgot about the part that you had many posters of Gillian Anderson when I met you. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> a lot. For a grown man. But hey, you were single. True. Um, so, yeah. Um, the X-Files. I'm rewatching it. This time next week, I'll have seen a bunch more. You know, so uh, it's fun to watch. If you're in quarantine and you've not watched The X-Files. I don't think quarantine's going on much anymore. Well, it isn't, might not be in this country, but it is in many other countries. Mm. And we are not just this country. True, true. So it's a fun thing to watch. I'm sure, I don't know what it's on. I, I have the DVDs, so I, I don't know what, what where do you watch it? Fox, mm. I guess? Maybe. Oh, Disney would own it now, actually. True. Maybe it's on the Disney Plus. I don't know. I don't know where you'd watch it, but it's the X Files. You can buy it on Blu-ray and stuff. So, what's for dinner, Sid? Talk. What do you want? I want uh, one of those whoppers. That's impossible. Did you get the impossible meat yet from the store? I haven't found it yet. <laughs> I've looked. I've looked in the cooler. I looked in the freezer. I looked in the meat section. I looked. We don't have a health food section in our little store, but there's a freezer where you get like Morning Star and corn. These are the products and other. Beyond Meat, we're vegetarian, this is why we're telling you this, so we're not vegan, we're not, like, uh, environmentalists or animal freaks or anything like that, we just we're stopped, eating meat. <laughs> we stopped eating meat about 10 years ago, it's not that big a deal, except that to tell people, you don't starve to death, neither of us are ill, um, we don't make a mission to, like, tell other people what to eat, you could sit and eat somebody's leg right in front of me, I don't care, I would wonder Yum. why you're eating someone's leg, but it's like, whatever, <laughs> that's your, just don't be cruel, don't be eating it while they're sitting there screaming and yelling, like, don't be cruel about it, but, um, so we just tell people, like, the idea you have about vegetarians, and we all know that you have been brainwashed at some level in, sometime in your life, when someone says to you, oh, I love tofu, you're like, ew, what's wrong with you, Ugh. or, well, I eat meat, so I guess you're judging me for eating, because you eat tofu, no, we don't care what you do, but we do like the Impossible Whopper, and we have been true to this every week, pretty much, throughout the whole pandemic, I've seen the transition at Burger King from them wearing masks and gloves and handing you a plastic tray, to after about three or four weeks, not really caring that much, <laughs> like, not being quite as vigilant, um, we'll see how it goes this week. All right. So your advice? My advice is, and this is... Oh, a, explain what this advice is, by the way. Because maybe it. these are new listeners. Uh, it's just me. Oh, well, I, I'm called Sid Talk by a friend of mine many years ago I met, before I met this British person. I met, like, a guitar player back in college who's kind of crazy, still is kind of crazy. And I like to talk and give my straight... I just, I'm a straight talker. I will be, look at you with the look of... You are full of shit. And then if you say to me, what are you thinking? I will say, you are so full of shit right now. Because what you said is just blah, 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 blah. I will just tell you. I don't have any fear. I don't have the filter. Something's going on in my brain. It doesn't work for other people. <laughs> I've always had it. 
And my friend I met in college said, because my nickname is Sid in my life, C-I-D, because my best friend's name is Cindy. You can't have two Cindys, right? So he said, Well, you can't. Sid Talk. He would call me, Sid Talk. I want some Sid Talk. And he would even call me and say, Hey, my friend's over here, and he's talking about politics, and we need some of your Sid Talks. That's exactly how he talks, actually. I'm not really exaggerating. And so my advice is just because I like to say a lot of shit and you can take it for what it's worth or just ditch it. I don't care. Um, But I'm relatively intelligent, relatively meaning compared to like the super geniuses of the world and the actual like dirt eater idiots of the world, whatever that means. I'm a little above average, I'd say. So if I'm telling you something, I've thought about it, I've considered it, I try to look at both sides of everything... This tonight, that was not, like, that kind of advice. (laughs) That's why the lead-up is, like, I've oversold it. Um, A few years ago, after a lifetime, I'm 52, by the way, after a lifetime of hating, with a capital H-A-T-E, going outdoors and being sweaty and hot and bugs and whatnot, and being a child of the 70s and a teenager of the 80s and of movies and television and sitting on my butt and eating Twinkies and whatnot. Uh, (laughs) Just this is my memory of my childhood. I'm not an outdoors person. But a few years ago when we bought a house, there was a little garden plot and there's a deck. And so I was like, hmm, I'll, I'll grow some stuff in there. Well, I hated the sweaty, hot, buggy part of it, and a lot of it failed that first year, but for some reason, something clicked in my brain, and I was like, oh, I kind of like this process, you know, making something from nothing. I also like art, and I create art stuff, so that's probably connected there. And then the next year, I got some tomato plants and planted them on the deck in some buckets, and those grew great, and we were like, wow, these are great. It's great having homegrown tomatoes. The next year, I researched how to grow tomatoes from seed. And from there, as we sit here right this minute, I have over 110 different kinds of things that I've started in our dining room that are now out on the deck in their little pots waiting to be planted out. They've been potted up and they've been hardened off. And as you can tell, for the last 10 years or so, I've learned about gardening. And while it's not for everyone... I can honestly say that if I somehow enjoy part, even part of this process, I still don't like being hot. I'm sitting here right now thinking, oh my God, my butt crack's sweaty and I'm sweaty and I hate it. Charming. I don't like being out in the hot sun still to this day, but something about that planting a seed, watching them come out, learning all the different personalities of the different plants, who likes sun, who likes dry, who likes whatever, whatever, and seeing it all the way through is absolutely satisfying it's magical for some some days i go and i'll i go straight to the seedlings and look and i'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god look at that you know so i would say all of this boils down to this one sentence if you have not tried gardening or growing things try it <laughs> that's it that's, that's very good advice that's like try one thing even if you just buy a little plant at the store and stick it in some dirt on your deck or on your porch or wherever. And then if it's a tomato plant or something that's going to make something like a flower or a fruit or a vegetable, um, there are some tricky ones. I have not succeeded at many, many things yet, but I have grown good tomatoes. Would you concur? 
Yes, very delicious. Last year I grew a lot of good peppers, which I really love, and lots of flowers. And so I'm kind of focusing on that this year. Lots of medicinal herbs and lots of other herbs. And so it's very, I don't know how to describe it, you know. I don't believe in anything. Like, I don't have any religion. I don't believe in any gods or mysticism or anything like that. I don't believe in any fictional stuff to me, right? That's not judgment. Again, believe whatever you're going to believe. You don't believe in the invisible monk? I don't. But I appreciate the process that this planet and the universe is, whatever it is, if you take a little tiny seed... And whatever science is happening, and with the water and the sun and the nutrients going in and it's converting things and then creating its own mass out of particles from other things, it's like, it's mind-blowing. And it's very, it's like a, it's taught me patience, because I'm not a patient person. I'm sure you could also concur with that. Yes. But the idea that right now if I killed everything on the deck, I would have to wait a year to start again. I could plant a few things that would grow relatively quickly, you know, for the rest of the hot summer or whatever, but I would have to start because I start in February. This is a commitment, right? So you have to learn like, okay, if I fail now, I will learn. And in a year from now, I will try this, that, and the other. And so it's taught me patience and wonderment and like appreciation for, first of all, homegrown food, because our tomatoes, what would you, how would you classify them? Uh, delicious. Very delicious. They're not like the watery ones from the supermarket. They really aren't. And so that's my advice. Uh, everything else going on in your whole life and in the world, if you could ever try just a little tiny bit of gardening, plant one seed, one bean, one thing, just try it. See what happens. All right. So you can thank you for the advice. Catch sure, us sure. on ascully.com. It's the uh, the website that is tied to this. <laughs> um, we've made the website pod podcast centric it's actually got a little bit of a redesign there's a lot of podcasts for you to just click on on the main page it looks really good i agree we're also on twitter we're on twitter facebook instagram google play rss feed itunes music store TuneIn, spotify iHeartRadio, all of those things all smart speakers just say listen to after the show movie podcast on TuneIn, and it will play you the latest episode can email feedback to me, ascoli at Don't email Sid Talk. She hates every single one I don't one hate of anyone. You. I don't actually hate anyone. I can tell you why I may not like your behavior or the way you think, <laughs> but I don't hate you. And finally, stay classy. Miss, is it Mrs. or Miss? Her, the Elizabeth star Elizabeth Moss. I do not know. I don't know, Peggy. But stay classy, Peggy, from Mad Men. <laughs> Which you will always be. <laughs> and I will say think for yourself, because if you don't, someone will do it for you. 